not saying we admire his work. I'm not, okay? I'm saying we are fascinated by his modus operandi. Yeah, that's one way to put it. When you watch a movie, do you vouch for the good guys or for the bad guys? Who do you want? Do you want them to be caught? Do you want the police to win? I think unless you are the police, but even probably the police, you just vouch for the, the bad guys, right? Because that's the thrilling part of it, because otherwise why else are you watching it? You're not watching it for the good guys to win and be discovered. Yeah, I'm not helping myself prove this case. We're talking about Zodiac Killer today. It's a mini cell, it's small, it's tiny, except I sense that this one is gonna be long because I went into a rabbit hole. Hi, it's Maya, this is by all means necessary. It's a mini and we I could have done so many angles on this one, but I have chosen this angle because you know the path rarely traveled, whatever that expression is. And it's the one that focuses on top ten zodiac letters. So, strap in and get prepared for the echoey sounds reading out the letters to you. Yeah, boy, you know I love me some letters. Who was the Zodiac? Well, if you have been living like under the rock, you know. <laughs> under the non-true crime rock for the whole of your life, the Zodiac was one of the most infamous serial killers that has never been caught. He was killing between December 1968 and October 1969. And boy, during that period has left a rabbit hole of everything. Ciphers, letters, clues, claimed he was responsible for murdering 37 people. But the police kind of confirmed only between 5 and 7 directly associated to him. And inspired movies, books, just everybody going down the rabbit hole. Again, you will hear podcasters do 10 suspects. That's the most commonly taken route. But here on the on the Y podcast... <laughs> Imagine if I just named it The Why. <laughs> I mean, it would truly be as ambiguous as by all means necessary, so why not? I'm gonna give you the best, so this is not all of the Zodiac letters, but it's the 10 that maybe speak most as to the why. Like, what motivated this guy? Why did he taunt the police? What was going on? So without further ado, letter number one. On Friday, August the 1st, the first known Zodiac letters were received by three newspapers in the US. He was killing in San Francisco area, right? So the San Francisco Examiner, San Francisco Chronicle, and Vallejo Times Herald each received almost identical letters from somebody taking credit for the attacks on the four teens. He gave details to the murders only a killer would know, and also gave a third of a cipher to each newspaper. So basically they had to publish it and had to communicate, because he has said if they were to decipher, decipher, okay, there's a different way to say decipher, decipher, but you get it. If they were to decipher this, they were to find out the identity of the killer. So the newspapers had to collab and communicate here. This is also how the Zodiac movie starts. It's on Netflix right now in the UK if you want to watch it with Jake Gyllenhaal, whatever his name is. Also, after watching it, I kind of checked like, how factually correct it is. And I've heard it's like the most factually correct one out there, but obviously they dramatized a lot of characters and some of them didn't end up the way that movie portrayed them to be. You know, like Robert Downey Jr. or Mark Ruffalo. But yeah, boy, Mark Ruffalo was hot in that movie. Okay, stop losing it over Mark Ruffalo. Let's read this motherfucking letter. 
So a lot of it is like super legible and I think I have illegible handwriting. So if I fuck some of this up, soz. Dear editor, I'm the killer of the two teenagers last Christmas of Lake Hannon. To prove this, I shall state some facts which only I and the police will know. 1. A brand name of ammo, Super X. 2. 10 shots fired. 3. Boy lies on his back with foot to cob. Girl was lying on right side feet to west. A lot of this is illegible, so I'm just reading parts, but the letter ends with here's a cipher, or that is part of one. The other two parts have been mailed to the Vallejo Times and San Francisco Chronicle. I want you to print this cipher on the front page by Friday afternoon. If you do not print this cipher, I will go on a kill rampage Friday night. This will last the whole weekend. I will cruise around killing people who are alone at night until Sunday night or until I kill a dozen people. The first thing that you notice when you get this letter is if you're a grammar Nazi like me, how many things he misspells. And then obviously that can have two sides. So whether it is on purpose or whether he is just dumb or illiterate or dyslexic or anything. Even Friday, he does that F-R-I thing, but he puts it as Fry, so F-R-Y instead of F-R-I, which again, like you're writing a whole ass letter, why shorten it in the first place? He misspelled lying, as in the girl was lying, which is one way I have never seen the world spelled. It's L-Y-E-I-N-G, and I'm like, mm. And obviously, as every of the Zodiac letters, it ends with the infamous symbol. Which, I mean, he would have had cool merch. He could have just, you know, sold merch and got money that way. Obviously, the papers publish these letters. And authorities and citizens begin the efforts to try to figure out what the message in the ciphers is. Because, hey, maybe it does lead to his identity. The second letter on this list is the one where he actually gives himself a name. He's like, hey, yo, dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. In answer to your asking of more details about the good times I have had in Vallejo, I should be very happy to supply over more materials. By the way, are the police having a good time with the code? If not, tell them to cheer up. When they do crack it, they will have me. On the 4th of July, I did not open the car door. The window was rolled down. The boy was originally sitting in the front seat when I began firing. And then he goes to proceed to describe the crime scene. Basically, I cannot actually physically read some of these things and I haven't found them like typed up on the internet. But again, certain things he does is just jarring. First of all, how cocky he is. But then also, it's just, again, misspelling of typical, like, having. He spells it with an E in it. It's like, you know, first grade mistakes that this guy's making. And you're like, can he really not have learned how to spell to that point? Or is it just, again, to be even more jarring and cocky with the police? Now, about this next part, let me know if he actually expected this, because his ciphers kind of were infamously hard to decode, and none of them, except from this first one, has ever been deciphered. So people thought, like, the rest of them were just bogus, but this first cipher was cracked on August the 8th by a high school teacher and his wife. And again, they couldn't decode the last 18 letters. So the message, written in all caps, read, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing. Wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. 
The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and they have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. And then we just end with gibberish. And even this cipher is misspelled. So again, it's just like that confusion of how is it somebody that appears to be intelligent, that appears to be getting away from the police, appears to be able to write up ciphers, but even these ciphers are just misspelled or like grammatically incorrect. And people have speculated that gibberish in the end is actually like an anagram, and that once you rearrange it, it spells Robert Emmett the Hippie, but they didn't know of any Robert Emmett the Hippie. And that's apparently the only thing that they could have gotten, because they obviously expected an identity here. Then Zodiac continued to kill, and this is like, again, what you see in the movie when he attacks that couple, and actually tells people that he has just escaped from prison, needed money, but then ties them up, and then stabs the guy and then kills the woman as well. So he's becoming more cocky, more daring, because he could have technically left the witnesses behind. And here he also calls the police and directs them to the scene of the crime and says, I'm the one who did it. So going on to letter 3, this is the one where he wrote it to the Chronicle on October the 13th and he mocked the police for failing to catch him. And this is when he starts being like super creepy and he starts threatening that he is gonna shoot children on a school bus. Which kind of becomes his MO. He's like either threatening of some bombs or a school bus or he's just talking about slaves. It's really dull when you think about like the whole sense of it, but like just getting through the letters is like so exhilarating. And here also in the envelope, he attached the piece of the bloodstained shirt belonging to the victim, Paul Stein. I am the murderer of the taxi driver over by Washington Street and Maple Street last night. To prove this, here is a blood-stained piece of the shirt. I am the same man who did in the people in the North Bay area. The San Francisco police could have caught me last night if they had searched the park properly. School children make nice thing to eat. I think I shall wipe out a school bus some morning. Just shoot the front tire and then pick off the kiddies as they come bouncing out. Again, I'm just reading bits and pieces because he kind of just drones on and is cocky and is also super hard to read and I'm just like probably messing up some things. But you get the gist. Also, I think this is when he kind of like really got the hang of fame and he loved this correspondence. He loved that he was going to be in the papers because on November 8th or 9th, like the Chronicle receives a letter from the Zodiac each day. So he's just like getting more and more frequent and just you can see that he is like some creepy old man just wanking to the sound of his own words read out or just published in the papers. Also, he's starting to get witty. A couple of these letters that I have included here, number four here now, are great visuals. So they're not like the best for podcasting material because they're different kind of cards. So here again, he puts a piece of cab driver's shirt, and there's another cipher consisting of 340 symbols. He's getting worse and worse with this. And he adds this leaking pen, I think they called the name this letter, kind of like leaking pen card, because it's like a card and then, well, he has written a letter on the back of it and signed it. So the card says, sorry I haven't written, but I just washed my pen. And then there's like a leaking pen, and then there's his letter. This is the Zodiac speaking. I thought you would need a good laugh before you hear the bad news. 
P.S. Could you print this new cipher in your front page? I get awfully lonely when I'm ignored. So lonely I could do my thing. And then the thing, the word thing is just in bold. And then there's like a bunch of exclamation points after it. Because he's a sad man. I know that there were witnesses, but just imagine the plot twist if Zodiac actually turned up to be a woman. That would be badass. If you are deep into this case, you're probably blaming me for not including this next thing on the list, so I'll just briefly summarize what happened in the meantime. I'm not including it because it's super long. So, on November the 9th, he says the police should have caught him. Apparently, they have actually stopped him on the scene of the crime, but have let him go. He is just bragging that he has never left fingerprints on the scene yet. He is referring to the bomb and he is calling it the death machine and then just like writes up a diagram of this bomb which they look like, like where, where is this? What are you referring to? And again just tells them like be sure you share this part that I have marked on this page or I'll do my thing. Nobody told this guy that do my thing doesn't have anything to do with morbid shit. And this is when he kind of gets aggressive and he just um, when it comes to the police he refers to them as pigs. So, of course, he's on the roll here. Next, he addresses the famous attorney, Melvin Bell, in town. And he ends this letter by saying, Please help me, I cannot remain in control for much longer. Then another cipher comes along in April 1970. Again, just giving them the diagram of a bomb that is supposedly designed to kill children on a school bus. But here he also denies a crime that people might have associated to him that has happened recently. And that's the one of the recent police station bombing that killed an officer. Which kind of speaks to his ideology, I think, of what he owns up to but doesn't want to be blamed for the crimes that he didn't commit. Number five on this list is a greeting card. <laughs> this is when we go into the cards area. And here he demands the publication of his bomb threats and insists that the police of San Francisco Bay Area wear zodiac buttons featuring the chosen symbol of his, which was the crossed circle. The card says, sorry to hear, and then it says, your ass is a dragon. You need to see this thing. This is so visually appealing. So it's like a dwarf sitting on a dragon. So he's like technically saying that their ass is a dragon. And then it says, I hope you enjoy yourselves when I have my blast. And then the card proceeds in a completely different handwriting from what you might have seen. So again, has he been caught or stopped? Is this a copycat writing it? Or the movie, well, the actual investigation kind of point to the person being ambidextrous and then when they're pointing to suspects and obviously who could, who could have done this and then if they use one hand, it's like completely different handwriting, which I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm buying this. Even like the actual Zodiac sign kind of looks a lot cleaner. It just looks like, hey, he suddenly cleaned up his handwriting water and a better pen as well. If you don't want me to have this blast, you must do two things. Tell everyone about the bus bomb with all the details. I would like to see some nice Zodiac buttons wandering about town. Everyone else has these buttons, peace sign, black power, Melly needs blabber, etc. Well, it would cheer me up considerably if I saw a lot of people wearing my button. Please, no nasty ones like Melvin's. He's technically expecting the police and the Chronicle to like print out his own merch. <laughs> so lazy, mate. So lazy. And yet, so up to date. Up to today's day, because that's exactly what these websites do with, you know, my merch or anybody else's. 
But if you noticed, I read that full letter without any issues because, again, it's just clear handwriting. So I'm very much not thinking that he is doing the writing here. The Buttons saga continues for the letter 6 on the list that was sent on June 26, 1970. Again, super clear and again, just him pushing his merch. This is the Zodiac speaking, we know mate. I have become very upset with the people of San Francisco Bay Area. They have not complied with my wishes for them to wear some nice Zodiac buttons. I promised to punish them if they did not comply by annihilating a full school bus. But new school is not for the summer, so I punished them in another way. I shot a man sitting in a packed car with a 38. The map coupled with this code will tell you where the bomb is set. You have until next fall to dig it up. And this is also when he starts including his body count, I guess, next to his zodiac signs. So he here includes 12 and then SFPD 0. So he's keeping attempts on us. Then again, he sends uh, to San Francisco Chronicle another one, just being like, I'm rather unhappy because people are not wearing these buttons. So he's threatening that he's going to attack a woman and her baby and they're going to find them in a burning car. This is the point where I went on a Google search to a different rabbit hole and I was trying to find out, did anybody ever print out, is anybody actually selling Zodiac merch? And well, if you type in to Google Zodiac buttons, merch, whatever the hell I typed in, there's a couple of things that pop up, nothing to do with the case. I just needed some lightness in this fucking dark day. So the first thing that pops up is from Stitch Fix, what your Zodiac sign says about your style. And then you know how you have a couple of lines even before you open the article that are supposed to draw you into it. It says, never a wallflower, a Gemini takes pleasure in wearing pieces that turn heads and have people asking questions. That was supposed to draw me in. Never a wallflower. So of course I had to open this article because I wanted to know what they tell about Scorpion, how wrong they are. And listen to this. One of the most mysterious signs in the Zodiac you take the quality into your style. I literally dress as a hobo. <laughs> what? Scorpios have an uncanny knack for being put together 24-7. Completely wrong. Completely. How do you do it? <laughs> Very easily. I'm in my PJs all day long. You're a creature of habit. That is true when it comes to getting dressed. And just in life, stitch fixed, okay? So keep your favorite clothes this year. Okay, sure, yeah, I only wear like 2% of my wardrobe, so you got that, right? Your style challenge, don't be afraid to add in a splash of something mysterious, just like you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, cheers. Into your closet this year. Then it gives my strengths and likes, like as in actual features, like how is that gonna help me with my wardrobe? Tells me I'm resourceful, brave, passionate, charming, mysterious. I ain't charming, but sure. Likes, true facts, being right, long-time friends, all correct. How does this help me? My style qualities are that I rely on my tried and true staples. Yes, my PJs are my one go-to, yes. That I love one item and I get it in every color. Mm -mm. It's more like I like one color and then get every item in that color, but sure, sure, nailed it. And I have a signature outfit. Yep, hoodie all day long. Yep, that's that's it. Somewhat, somewhat correct. <laughs> now, when we got out of this Stitch Fix rabbit hole, no, he didn't have his merch. He just wanted other people to print it out for him, to print out these buttons because it's life. But there are other, you know, Etsy, eBay shops right now set up 
to if you want zodiac merch you can get it i guess it just you just need to question yourself in your head is this what you truly stand for slaves just killing people in general and sending bloody shirts to the police you know it's it's like yeah cool merch but to to what degree do do you stand for it you know when you buy my merch you stand by one motive at a time right right okay letter 7 is a card and it's halloween is this Halloween card sent to the Chronicle reporter Paul Avery? A couple of things. So, from the Zodiac movie, if you watched it, you know that Paul Avery is the one he established a relationship with, you could say, and this guy was just also super into it and super obsessing over it. And also, he fucked with Avery because he misspelled his last name to Averly every single time. The card says, from your secret pal, I feel it in my bones, you ache to know my name, and so I'll clue you in. And then the card is like a happy Halloween card, but it gives them a clue in the way that he spelled 14. And they have speculated this might have been a possible reference to this unidentified 14th victim that they have currently been investigating. But then it's super vague, like you could not just guess. It's like with his ciphers, it gets to the point where it's just frustrating. And you're like, you're not helping anybody out with this. Why are you doing it in such a way? You're just fucking with the police. And he obviously just continues doing it because why would he stop? He's on such a good roll now. I suppose it's just like a fix for him at this point. Where he sends this letter, he just gets off knowing that they're gonna read it and not understand it and nobody's gonna be able to decipher these ciphers. They're probably not legitimate either. And then he sees it in the papers. He's like, hey, I won today. Number eight on my list is another card. This one is a postcard to Chronicle reporter Avery again. And it kind of again appears that he is claiming a murder that has happened as a reference to Donales' disappearance in Lake Tahoe in Nevada. This card has the words Sought Victim 12 and then it just has like this beautiful landscape picture. It says Sierra Club and it says Peak Through the Pines. So it's clearly like the Lake Tahoe area where he went and got this postcard and then he just added his bits and his uh, zodiac signature. After this Pines card, he remains silent for nearly three years. So again, people have been like, okay, usually, you know, when the serial killers are like have kind of like a calm period, either they have been caught or they have died or they have just changed the area or just changed the modus operandi, which is the harder one to do. So they kind of, everybody kind of speculated, has he been caught? And that's why the movie focuses so much on one of the suspects who has been kind of imprisoned and then once the letters continued, they have been released out of the prison. So, I mean, the movie kind of convinced me, I'm not gonna lie. But in 74, the Chronicle receives the letter from the Zodiac. And this one praises The Exorcist for being the best satirical comedy they have ever seen. And he kind of goes full on just making references about this verse from the Mikado. And well tells them that he has not been quiet at all. It actually gives them another score, which is him, 37, SFPD, 0. You are wrong. I am not dead or in the hospital. I am alive and well and I'm going to start killing again. Below is the name and location of my next victim. But you had better hurry because I'm going to kill her August the 10th and 5 p.m. when the shift change. 
Albany is a nice town and it gives them like a small cipher. But again, what I'm looking at it, half of it is like written in caps, half of it is just written completely different style of writing and completely just different handwriting as well. I'm again like, is this maybe that second person with a neater handwriting? Or just in general, is this like a completely different human just fucking with the police? No crimes that happened on August the 10th were associated with Zodiac or could be just associated to anything in Albany. The final letter, the letter 10 on our list, well, is the final one that kind of still remotely sounds like the Zodiac. I saw, plus think, The Exorcist was the best satirical comedy that I have ever seen. Signed, yours truly. He plunged himself into the billowy wave and an echo arose from the suicide's grove. Titwillow, titwillow, titwillow. P.S. If I do not see this note in your paper, I will do something nasty, which you will know I'm capable of doing. Me, 37, SFPD, 0. But this one doesn't even, like, have a zodiac sign where he usually would put zodiac sign and then kind of like a dash and then the number of the victims. And even the exorcist parts, he kind of changes the outro. He says, if I do not see this note in your paper, I will do something nasty, which you know I'm capable of doing. Steps away from his, like, I'll do my thing, which was his wording. So you're like, is this done on purpose? Or again, is this not him writing the letters? After this, the police didn't connect Zodiac to any further killings, and some letters have kept coming. Like one referring to the SLA and remember Patty Hearst. And he kind of just tells them, hey, did you know the SLA is an old Norse word meaning kill? And then he signs it off as a friend. This one again is in a very similar handwriting to one of his first letters. Then the next card is from a citizen. So it's not even a friend, it's a citizen this time. And that's complaining about the glorification of violence in the movie The Badlands. Why are you complaining out of all people about the glorification of violence? Like, you're still still good in the head. Like, (laughs) you still have the same personality. Then they get a letter from the Red Phantom. Again to the Chronicle, saying that their columnist suffered from a serious psychological disorder and should be sent back in the hellhole. With Zodiac and with these letters, you can truly argue that after the pine card, a lot of them don't even sound like him. So it might not be him even writing the letters, or committing any of those crimes beyond that period. Which again can mean a variety of things. Has he been caught? Hospitalized? Has he just started hunting victims in a different kind of way? One of the letters that I haven't included from November 12, 1969, says, I shall no longer announce to anyone when I commit my murders. They shall look like routine robberies, killings of anger, and few fake accidents, etc. Which makes me think he might have known something was to happen for him to change his MO or get arrested or get hospitalized, anything like it. He was getting off on this, on sending off these letters, claiming these crimes, reading about them in the paper. So for him to be like, oh, hey, that actually might just be random. I won't like claim every single one of them. It's kind of like a complete shift in personality. And again, there are those theories that this was done by somebody with a multiple personality disorder that somebody was just completely normal during the day and then just would snap at night. But you'll have to let me know what theory you believe. 
I personally believe that they were copycats because some of these letters like are barely legible. I could not even read the full thing. Versus the later letters. Everything points as if he was stepping away from his identity in the Zodiac and the Zodiac just wouldn't do that. I definitely think he has been either caught, apprehended, maybe even killed and somebody else was just like, hey, this guy didn't appear in the papers for a while, so let's just take off like some of this fame. Or do you think that this was more deliberate? He has deliberately changed the way he spoke to the police, the way he referred to himself, again, just to like throw the police off the trail or make them think that he is a different person now, to make them profile him differently. One thing that sticks out to me as a sore thumb, and people don't mention it, is that an expression sticking out as a sore thumb? Anyways, I'll google that later, maybe, maybe not, we'll never know, you might be screaming at your headphones right now. And that is that the police, or like the FBI, everybody investigating here, didn't try what, well, what I, my reference is Criminal Minds, or like shows like that. But usually people try to not actually respect the killer's wishes, right? They're like, no, what actually happens if we don't post it? And I know that that's a risk, because, well, he did mostly do what he said he will do, which is like, hey, I'm gonna kill this time. And especially I know it's a risk once, you know, he's threatening he's gonna blow up his kids, blow up a school bus. But that's one thing that always stands out with me with the Zodiac case, where I'm like, but why did nobody, like, even try to rebel, maybe even on a smaller scale, and see how he acts in rage, see what he reveals, will he sleep up? But I guess that was a wise choice that has been made, because again, he was threatening children. And also because this was a one-way kind of communication. But yeah, maybe again, I'm just surprised they haven't used like different sections of the paper, because he was clearly like, hey, this is a front page, so why, you know, not give him a kind of a cipher, like some sort of crossword or puzzle being like, hey, well, guess what? This is where the police is patrolling. Can you guess it from a cipher? Because I would totally go for a fuck you moment there. You know that. Although I can't write ciphers myself, but I'd hire somebody to do it. They could have gotten Jake Gyllenhaal, the cartoonist, to make a fucking cartoon and for him to just guess where the police is going to be patrolling and he will never know and then that fucks with your mind. Okay, cool. The truth is, we might never know his identity. With the recent developments in Joey D'Angelo's case, this and last year, there is still hope, but there's just not as much DNA with the Zodiac killings. And as I mentioned, there are multiple roles I could have taken with this minisode, all of them rabbit holes and just theories upon theories. But what's even scarier is that there are so many whys surrounding this case. But the one that most stuck with me is why did people have to die for his brand to survive? That's it for this week's mini ladies and gents. Have a great Friday. Don't forget to follow me on the socials or get the merch or subscribe to me on YouTube. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps support the pod. It helps me understand what you want next, what I'm doing right and how to make the best show for everybody. But until another manic Monday, keep making the world a better place. One motive at a time. A good bye.